This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 186. English Anyone host Drew Badger shares three unconventional tips for fluency. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. In this episode, special guest Drew Badger from English Anyone joins us to share his advice on changing the way you think about learning English. Listen in for a new way of thinking. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D -E -E dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lindsay, have you ever had an experience where very young children can speak a language better than you? Oh, yeah, for sure. When I studied in Paris, I remember we, I, with my roommate at the time, we both were staying in a homestay kind of situation, an apartment in Paris where there was a mother and then two girls. They're probably like 11 and 12 or something like that. And I remember having breakfast with them and seeing them kind of roll their eyes and watch, oh. watch me stumble over my <gasps> broken French over apricot jam, you know, breakfast. Totally. It was yeah. a disaster. The first yeah. time it happened to me, I was an exchange student in Southern France when I was like 16. Yeah. And the kids that you know, the, there was a girl I was staying with and her little brothers and sisters spoke so much better than me and would and laugh at me because they're young. They don't know that that's mean, you know? Yeah. And then when I was a nanny in Belgium, the kids I was taking care of, of course, spoke so much better than me. Yeah, it happens. Would they, would the kids in Belgium, would they correct you? Would they, how would they, or would they would just laugh and you didn't know what they, they were Sometimes at? they would, they would correct me. Um, but often, yeah, they would just laugh. <laughs> Oh no, it's so funny. Yeah, you Often just, I think they knew I was saying it wrong, but they they wouldn't necessarily understand how, what I should be saying. Possibly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are very authentic. So <laughs> I know, right? Well, I'm excited. We're going to talk to Drew Badger today, and he is going to tell you an amazing story when this happened to him. And it was really eye-opening for him Ooh. when he saw that 
you know, younger kids could speak so much better and was kind of thinking about how they're learning. But to give you a little bit of an intro, he is an author, an English fluency and speaking confidence expert. He's the co-founder of EnglishAnyone.com and creator of Shaberry Sensei. He has online videos that have been viewed millions of times. He's been featured by some of the biggest companies in language education. So we are so excited to have him on the mic with us today. Yeah, and I'm also excited because he. I also spent some time in Japan, so he's really immersed himself deeply in Japan. So I feel like it's going to be fun to hear his story here. So let's go ahead and listen to his Japan story. Yes, let's hear about him when he first got to Japan, what it was like. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll give you the quick and dirty. Uh, first, when I came to Japan, I was learning the traditional way, and this is probably something you guys are familiar with and many of the listeners out there as well. So this is, I came and I wanted to start, you know, trying to figure out how to speak. And so I, like, I got all the grammar books. I mm-hmm. got the listening practice CDs and the flashcards and, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, it was just incredibly frustrating for me. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that um, when I was trying to speak, you know, people couldn't understand what I was saying. My pronunciation sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it was just a, just a whole bunch of the, the same typical things that now I hear from a lot of students that are coming from that that background of learning the traditional way. Oh, you guys out there listening know that this does not work. We know Mm -hmm. too, because we have tried. We spend all this time and you still can't speak or understand at all. Oh my gosh. And Japanese is tough. It's a tough language to learn. You know, the pronunciation isn't that hard, but reading and writing is really hard for oh. a an American or a British person. So I can only imagine I haven't tried yet to learn a language that has a different alphabet. And I think it would just take it to a whole other level of difficulty. Oh my gosh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, reading signs, you know, reading yeah. <laughs> street signs, <laughs> signs in the subway, forget it, right? really challenging. Exactly. So now we get to hear the story that I was referring to. He's talking about a turning point for him when he was at a park in Japan and he observed Japanese parents teaching their children some words. So let's go ahead and hear that. But anyway, so I'm out there and like, you know, kind of feeling a little bit down on myself and I see these kids playing with their mothers and I notice Mm. how the parents are talking to the children. uh, And I notice that they're doing everything the exact opposite of the way I'm doing it. Uh, And I notice, so like, wow, like they're they're learning things in like very nice, easy steps. They're learning nice. the real conversational mm. Japanese that I wanted to be speaking. Uh, everything was visual and it was nice and simple. Like you would look at a bird and they would just say bird. This is very true, oh, right? Cool. Traditional language classes are a complete opposite of how children learn a language. And it really yeah. doesn't make sense. I know. I mean, who decided that language would be learned that way in that academic way, you know? Yeah, it's like they were just taking the way we're learning all these other classes, the way we're learning history and physics and and just translating it directly over to a language class without thinking about how that wouldn't be effective when it comes to learning a language that you're going to actually use to communicate. It's so true. But the people who win at English, right, who become fluent, do flip the way they do it, right? They do it in this more natural way that kids learn. Exactly, right? And that is what he did. Drew did exactly that. So let's go ahead and hear how that worked for him. Uh, I learned a completely different way of thinking about the languages, and it was more, how can I take the language uh, that they're actually learning and then learn it myself that way? So what I did was I started creating these uh, fluency missions, and this is something I'll just give like one quick example, Uh, and the first thing I started doing was, okay, I'm going to take one thing and just practice it in a way that's really easy for me to do, uh, and I don't have to worry about being embarrassed. So what I went to 
uh, was a local grocery store, and I mm-hmm. went and just started asking everyone that was in the grocery store, like, where is the sugar? Where is the salt? Where is the pepper? <laughs> that is great. Awesome. Awesome. Like everybody in, in the grocery store in that, like, and, you know, like, and, and, you know, they don't care about trying to have a conversation with me. I don't have to worry about them bringing up some philosophical topic I don't know about. It's just a way for me to build my speaking confidence and actually practice something and then yeah. really work on the pronunciation, that kind of thing. Oh, this is such a great idea, right? Asking Mm -hmm. a question and practicing hearing the answer over and over with many different people. I love that. I can just imagine Mm -hmm. him him in this grocery store asking everyone in there, where is the sugar and (laughs) where is the salt? (laughs) I think at some point you might have to go to a different grocery store. (laughs) Because, you know, being, you know, as they say, gaijin, which means foreigner, which is not necessarily a negative term. It's just the word that's used if you are from the West and you're in Japan, you already stand out, right? For and sure. he's a tall guy. And so you stand out. I think they would start to catch on. But I love the idea, the basic Possibly. concept. But I certainly <laughs> wouldn't mind, right? If there was someone here in my hometown in a grocery store and they came and asked me several different things, sort of just for directions, just as an excuse, I wouldn't mind at all. I yeah. would just answer every time. I think I would love that. You could just change the item too, right? Yes. Um, so good. Yeah, but you're trying to hear the same response every time, right? So where's the sugar? Where's the salt? So good. It's Very so innovative too. Yes, it is. It's a good idea. Okay, so let's dive in and hear his first tip. All right, well, uh, just to give a, a quick overview of this, I want to give all the listeners out there three things that they can really do that they can start using immediately to start seeing more progress and, and start seeing a little bit more fluency. And again, it's something that you have to build every day, but it's something that you can use to start uh, right now and actually start you know, building that fluency. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, this is all about the little changes to give you bigger improvement. And the first one is really making sure that you're listening to native content. Mm-hmm. And this could be you know, something as basic as Sesame Street or something as advanced as like a TED Talk or like a full movie with lots of idioms and phrasal verbs and things like that. And the key really is just to find something that's at a level where you understand at least 80 to 90% of that information. And that way you're able to take the information that you already know. And then the new information that's coming into your brain is understood basically, you know, automatically intuitively. So that's the, the first part of Uh, changing the way uh, you learn because a lot of students, you know, they're learning English from English lessons. And I know that sounds like a kind of counterintuitive kind of thing where you don't, it's almost like you don't want to be using English lessons to learn English. All right. This is so true. He's talking about that. It's really counterintuitive to say you don't want to be using English lessons to learn English because that's what we think about. All of these lessons are made. Textbooks are made for people to learn English. So it's really counterintuitive to think we should be avoiding all of that, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it's true. I mean, look at how Drew really immersed himself fully. You know, he went out there, wasn't afraid to maybe be laughed at, right? That's part of it. Um, So stay away from the textbooks. Exactly, right? It says you don't want to learn with these lessons. You want to use content made for natives because that's how you're more quickly going to be able to speak like a native and you'll be more engaged. You'll be more interested in the content. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready to eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, 
including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. Yeah. And what about the next piece? Now we're talking about building connections between words, right, Aubrey? Exactly. Let's hear it. Tip number two from Drew. I'll get get back to that. Uh, So this is, again, changing the way you speak in just a little bit. The first part of that is practicing uh, building connections with words. So as a Mm. a very simple example, like using sentence connectors like the word and. So Mm. I can take two ideas like uh, red and uh, I don't know, strawberry or something like that. So mm-hmm. maybe they're like linked and I could figure out a way to link them like uh, the strawberry was red and sweet. And so I'm just taking a basic sentence like the strawberry was red yeah. and then making it just a little bit longer. The strawberry was red and sweet. And it really doesn't matter how you do that, but you can move from basic sentence connectors to something more advanced like uh, be that as it may, which is a, a really oh. great phrasal verb and a really great, I mean, it's, mm. it's like all the, you know, it's, it's just a fantastic phrase that you use, but you wouldn't really learn it in a textbook. And these right. more advanced things, I call them English fluency bits for lack of a better way to describe them. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's the, it's the little connections between the sentences that you make. And because English native speakers know these things, they're able to have yeah. longer uh, yeah. sentences and they're a- able to speak in a more continuous way. So yeah, we get the students often ask us how to sound more native. And this is a big one just to move away from simple sentences, right, Lindsay? Mm, I love that. Yeah, we're building on the sentences, right? Making them more complex. We were talking about this earlier. You know, we don't speak in simple sentences mm-hmm. as human beings, right? Exactly. We use contractions, relative pronouns, prepositions to combine mm-hmm. the different clauses to combine these simple sentences into more interesting sentences. Yeah, but of course, you do have to learn the words first, right, Aubrey? I mean, we need to start with the building blocks. Would you say so? Yes. I love how he calls these English fluency bits because we often call them chunks of language or building blocks. Like you said, he talks about taking the phrase, be that as it may, and learning how to incorporate that into a sentence just to add interest to speak more natively. But Mm. you first have to know how to use that phrase. You have to learn that phrase. And then you can take these different English fluency bits and make your conversation more interesting, more continuous. Yeah. And I love that chunk too. Maybe we can teach our listeners that chunk real quick, just as a bonus, be that as it may. Yes. We often start a sentence with this and it has the meaning of, you know, in spite of what's happening, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something else. So Mm -hmm. let's say we'll do a little role play here. So for example, if I say to you, uh, the store is closing at eight o'clock. And I could say, well, be that as as it may, we still need to go and buy the thing. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, we better hurry then so we get there yeah. before eight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Right. So we use this to say that may be the case. Like that may be true, but, but this still needs to happen. We're still going. We have to hurry. Yeah. So good. So we'll talk about that one on another episode another day. Right. Yes. Okay. Let's dive in and hear his tip number three. Part part three of this is to change the way you practice. And this is, again, a small change in the way you think from thinking of yourself as an English learner to thinking of yourself as an English speaker. Yes. You don't have, you know, a high it. level of fluency. Uh, and when you do this, you stop thinking about, okay, I'm an English learner, so I must go into English learning forums and learn that way. Mm-hmm. What I really should be doing is, you know, what would a native speaker do? A native speaker doesn't go to an English learning forum. They go to like the tennis forum to learn That's about right. tennis right. or they That's go right. to like watch YouTube videos in English about how to fix cars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so when Mm -hmm. you start doing that, like one of the the tips that I give for my members and my learners uh, is when you're looking on uh, YouTube for things, you find things you're interested in, begin commenting on, you know, videos and especially looking for videos that don't have a lot of views because the people that are producing those are going to be much more likely to comment back. Uh, And, you know, if you have like a, like somebody with millions of views and you post a comment, it's going to get lost. But someone with like 10 views about, you know, an interesting topic that you care about, you post a comment, that's how you can begin a conversation. Oh, I love that. That is a great idea to comment Mm -hmm. on YouTube videos that are made for native speakers and strike up a conversation with not only the content creator, but with the other people who are interested in that topic. Yeah, that's so good. Don't just stay in the world of English learners, right? Because you're holding yourself back if you do. Right? Exactly. Because then you are reading other people's maybe mistakes or English that might be lower than you, and it is holding you back. So go right out there into a community of native speakers that you connect with around a topic. Yes. And if you haven't yet checked out YouTube videos, you can find them on any topic that interests you. Travel, cooking, stand-up comedy, whatever Mm -hmm. it is you enjoy, you can find YouTube channels for it. Mm -hmm. And then leave a comment, engage with the other people who are also interested in the same thing you're interested in. Yeah, so good. I mean, that's the good thing about YouTube versus TV. You can you can engage, you know, you can write comments. Mm -hmm, For sure. This has been great, Aubrey. What's the takeaway for today? Yeah, you guys want to learn English through content made for natives. You want to look for what you understand about 80% of so that you're pushing yourself to have some new content there, but understand most of it. Mm -hmm. And then you want to build connections with words to make longer, more interesting sentences. And then third, just to think of yourself as an English speaker, change the way you practice. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the confidence as well to get out there and make those connections. Yeah, I love that. We need to add a little bit of lightheartedness to this too, guys, right? Don't take yourself quite so seriously, right? I can tell. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining Drew in a grocery store in Tokyo, just kind of asking, right. <laughs> where's the salt? Where's the sugar? Over and over and over again. To do that, you have to take yourself a little less seriously. So let's put a little humor into this, right, Aubrey? It's so true, right? Don't don't let yourself be embarrassed. Just mm-hmm. put yourself out there, as we say. I love it. I think it's such great advice. And yeah. if you take this advice, you will be able to make more connections in English. You're going to progress so much faster. Yes, good stuff. All right, well, thanks for hanging out. And thanks to Drew for being on the show here. Yes, thanks. We'll see you next time. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.